From the news capital of the world, you've landed on the Daily Objective from the Ayn Rand Center, UK. And we are delighted that you are with us from wherever you are. Maybe you're in jolly old England, maybe you're in Chicago, Illinois, maybe you're in the States, in Europe, in Africa, doesn't matter. Philosophy is about living on earth. Objectivism is a philosophy for living on earth. And that's what we talk about every Monday through Friday here on the Daily Objective. It's your daily dose of reason, reality, rational self-interest. Uh, those are the three R's, some of the three R's around here. So we're always happy to see you. And most happy to see, I have to tell you, I'll editorialize here, most happy to see our super chatters. You are the ones who keep this network on the air. You know, we are, by my account, the biggest network in history of programming, daily programming inspired by Ayn Rand's objectivism. And we're only on the air because of the trader principle. People like you who become a subscriber online, hit us up on the super chat, five pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds. It lets us bring this program to you every day, day after day after day with, oh, I don't know, people like James Valiant, Mark Pellegrino, Leonard Peikoff, Harry Binswanger. You might've heard of some of these really smart names in objectivism and we cover it all. I mean, everything from really in-depth epistemology. In fact, I'll tell you about a show that's coming up a little later in the network in just a few minutes, but down to something really kind of more fun and aesthetic, like Mark Pellegrino's analysis of uh, different TV trends and, and, and uh, TV talk, et cetera. So we've got a little something for everyone here today. And of course, we're always inspired by Ayn Rand's philosophy of objectivism. So thank you, Bonnie, and thank you for our super chatters and all of you who make us part of your day. Now, I have a great program for you today. We always do. And, you know, I'm, I'm visually stimulated. I'm told a lot of men are. So um, we've got a, a, something I hope that you find of value today. And if you do, the way to show us, of course, is by hitting us up on the Super Chat. But um, we'll get it started today right away and talk a little bit about, start with, I should say, one of my favorite films. This is going back to 1987. It's Oliver Stone's Wall Street. Wonderful moment in this film where, Bud Fox, that's the character played by Charlie Sheen, goes to the goes to the mirror and he's about to step into Gordon Gecko's office for the first time. And he says, life all comes down to a few moments. This is one of them. You know, it kind of got me thinking, what ultimately determines in those moments how things go? I mean, what what determines the course of your life, of our life? Is it, you know, what is it luck? I mean, ultimately is how things turn out like the roll of the dice. You know, if we're lucky, things will go our way. If, we're, if, if our life is not successful, well, it's just bad luck. I mean, is that really what it comes down to? Is it prayer? I see a hell of a lot of prayer everywhere still to this day. So it's, you know, it's kind of that. I grew up in an environment where the more mezuzahs you had on the door, the more holy of a person you were seen, at least by many members of the community. So is that kind of what determines how things go for you, how much you pray, or is it just maybe hope? You know, if you really hope, if you really have faith, that, you know, is that ultimately what determines how things go? And of course, none of those are the answer. The real answer is your mind. If you want to know what's going to determine your fate, it's sitting on the top of your shoulders. It is your brain. It is your mind. And that understanding made me and always inspires me to think of one of my favorite lines from Atlas Shrugged and from Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged, Shrugged. And the quote is, quote, if any part of your uncertainty is a conflict between your heart and your mind, 
follow your mind. I just, it, 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 I just should let that sit for a minute. If any part of your uncertainty is a conflict between your heart and your mind, follow your mind. It's just perfect. It's just a perfect, like so many quotes from Atlas Shrugged, it's just perfect. Um, and let me say from the onset, I don't believe objectivism isn't for Dr. Spock. You know, when you talk about, well, I'm interested in Ayn Rand, you know, she's really into reason, uh, rational self-interest. People say, oh, well, you're just like Dr. Spock. You have no emotions. You're just, everyone's rational. If you know any objectivists, you know, that's anything but the case. If you've listened to any of them on our channel, if you've listened to Ms. Rand's speeches or read her works, Dr. Peekoff and the like, and it's not like objectivism, you know, is Star Trek's emotionless alien just spitting out reason. Thank you, Catherine Pesico. Hey, Catherine, $2 really help. That helps keep us on the air. So thank you so, so much. So objectivism isn't that. It's not this emotionless, you know, uh, idea at all. I believe that objectivism holds that emotions are important, but just know their place. And they're not, in my mind, driving the train. They're not driving the ship. In fact, a, a quote I discovered in the last couple of years from a gentleman by the name of Alexander Pope. Now, he was an Englishman. He was an English poet during the Renaissance, during the Enlightenment, and considered one of the most prominent English poets of the early 18th century. I was not familiar with him, but fascinating that you know he was a, a, a poet of the Enlightenment. One of his quotes that I love, quoting now from Alexander Pope, on life's, on life's vast ocean, diversely we sail. Reason's the card, but passion's the gale. And although I'm sure Mr. Pope was not an objectivist, I love the way that that acknowledges passion, emotion, and the primacy in my editorialization here of reason. You know, just to kind of continue on with this, this uh, metaphor he's saying of, you know, sailing on the seas, reason in my mind is driving, it's, it's steering the ship. Reason is steering the ship. But it doesn't mean that passion, that emotion, you know, to quote Pope's words, isn't this filling the sails. You know, I think that that's, um, that's the, the mastery, if you will, is not negating your emotions, but understanding their place. And I think this quote from, uh, from Alexander Pope really hits it beautifully in, in, in many sense. Miss Rand wrote that emotion as such tells you nothing about reality beyond the fact that something makes you feel something. And I think that's so vital is that, again, it's not like Ayn Rand is, in my opinion, against emotions, but she understood that they are not, in her words now, tools of cognition. Thank you, Ashley Shrugged, for your uh, generous contribution as well. We need it, uh, folks. Shazbot, he, he is uh, talking about Mr. Spock. Uh, he's a, a, a member here on our YouTube posse, so we appreciate him. And we need your support as well. So thanks for being a trader, not a freeloader, and hitting us up for two pounds, five pounds, 20 pounds, and the like. So Miss Rand wrote a lot about this. She says, an emotion tells you nothing about reality. It's just how, how you feel. So when you look at some terrible, irrational outbursts of recent years, oh, I don't know, like the January 6 riots, so-called Capitol Hill riots, or even on the other side of the political spectrum, all the Antifa, uh, uh, insanity in Portland, Oregon and Seattle, Washington. You know, this is, in my opinion, the primacy of emotions. 
you know, Google spoiled emotional child. And this is one of the images that comes up and look at that child. She's shutting out reality. She's just screaming, blocking out. She's evading reality and just screaming total primacy of emotions. And, you know, that's, that's wrong in my opinion. Again, quoting from Ms. Ran, a rational man knows or makes it a point to discover the source of his emotions, the basic premises from which they come. If his premises are wrong, he corrects them. He never acts on emotions for which he cannot account, the meaning of which he does not understand. I think that I get back to this, you know, one of her great lines is that emotions are important, but they're not tools of cognition. Again, as she says, they tell you nothing about reality other than it feels something. And the notion that emotions would be tools of cognition should be so outrageous to you that I put it in Comic Sans font just to indicate how absolutely outrageous of a notion that is. Emotions are part of our life, they're part of our experience, but they're not driving the train of our life. They're not steering the ship of our life. Um, and so much introspection, if you read Ayn Rand, goes into understanding our emotions to make for a more fulfilling, I believe a happier and ultimately more successful life. Because as we started, it's like, you know, what is your life gonna come down to? What any meaningful values that you hope to achieve in whatever context, what is it gonna come from? Escapis, escapism, hedonism? No, are any meaningful uh, values gonna come from a cocaine habit? No. What about, you know, uh, visiting prostitutes every night, you know, living a, a sexual hedonistic experience? Anything meaningful going to come from that? Just giving up your mind to, of the moment speaking, thinking nothing's going to come from that or playing the lottery. You know, we started with talking about luck. I mean, is anything meaningful going to come from basing your life on luck? Of course, absolutely not. It's going to come from reason. That is what needs to be driving the ship. Reason is what creates any values using your mind, not, you know, spur of the moment thinking, um, you know, hedonistic thinking, just kind of getting that quick fix. That is, those are roads to nowhere, long-term and even not so long-term. They're really roads to nowhere. Reason is our only way to succeed. And for a wonderful visualization, this movie is quite old now, but one of my best illustrations, and I think about this, and I'd recommend the movie just on this from this epistemological adventure at all is the movie Castaway from 2000. If you remember this movie, Tom Hanks plays actually a FedEx uh, pilot and his plane goes down somewhere in the Fiji Island, you know, way out in the middle of nowhere. And he's a castaway. So you have to, you see him literally with nothing scrambling just to be able to survive. And it reminds us, I think here in the first world on either side of the, the, the Atlantic or the Pacific for that matter, just how far we've come thanks to what? Thanks to man's reason and man's mind. So here's Tom Hanks. Imagine if you started over without even the basic tools to live. He doesn't have anything to drink. Just to open one coconut. whittling it away, starting realizing he can use a tool, 
sawing at that coconut. Keep in mind, he's thirsty. He's, you know, he's starving away already here. Peeling through a very thick husk. say there you know all that effort think about it i mean i drained this vitamin water you know almost 12 ounces in the time that it took tom hanks to saw through one coconut but if you don't do that you're going to starve and praying to god or praying you know hoping and praying that something's going to bring you something to drink when you're the castor on the island isn't going to do it you're going to starve he's going to he's going to die he's going to be emaciated and die man's mind. How can I solve this task? How can I change the environment to improve my life rationally, thinking long-term? That's, you know, living in reality. This is, I believe, the, the fundamentals of objectivism and the fundamentals of life, succeeding in life, thinking, living in reality, using your reason, using your mind. I mean, that is what gets us from the island to, oh, I don't know, being able to just, just open a coconut to doing what to me, and I think to many still seems like the impossible. Here is SpaceX rocket landing itself. To control. Stage one, deploy. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't, whatever you think of Elon Musk or that, the fact that man has created the technology where we can send a rocket up into space and then the rocket comes back down and lands itself right where it started. As I've said before, I leave my car in the parking lot. I go to the mall. I come back out. I don't remember where I left my car. This rocket finds itself and it is only man's mind, reason, living in reality, science, technology. That is what changes the world. Using your mind, not mysticism not giving it up to God, not putting your faith in hope, and certainly not emotionalism, leading with your emotions. I mean, again, think of some of these examples I've used, Antifa, uh, January 6th riots. If that's what is driving your train, that emotionalism, th there's no end, there's no start. I mean, there's no, there's nothing to be said of that. That is not from which uh, uh, values can be born. And Dr. Peikoff, has a wonderful quote, which I wish should get around a little bit more than it does lately. Dr. Peikoff said, to save the world is the simplest thing, to save the world is the simplest thing in the world. All one has to do is think. And couldn't say it any better than Dr. Peikoff said it. And I must say in recent uh, years, having had the opportunity to meet Dr. Peikoff face to face, can't recommend his work more, you know, just can't rec recommend it enough for people who are just starting to get into objectivism. Of course, he was Ayn Rand's intellectual heir for his student or her student for 30 plus years. So put his works on your reading list and put Miss Rand's work on your reading list. Do not think you've listened to a podcast or like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Googled Wikipedia or something and now you know about objectivism. Miss Rand has decades and decades and decades worth of books and essays and articles 
is one I particularly would recommend, A New Textbook of Americanism, her early 40s work, which was republished with help from the Ayn Rand Institute. Uh, I put this edition out a couple of years ago. I recommend that, but anything by Ayn Rand. And immerse yourself, not in the political machinations of, well, what would Ayn Rand do about taxes? And you know, what would Ayn Rand think about social security? You're, you're missing the big picture here. Individualism, rational self-interest, selfishness, reason. This is what needs to be driving your train for a fulfilling, successful, happy life on earth. Not later on in the heavens, not sometime in the future with the Allah or however many versions you're up to right now. Miss Rand's point is that philosophy is for about living on earth and reason should be steering the ship. And uh, Miss Rand makes that a point. And I think you're making that a point by making us part of your day here with the Ayn Rand Center UK. So thank you. You know, we keep it tight here um, every day with programming original to you, bringing some of the biggest names in objectivism. I'm a student after 20 plus years. I really first got interested in objectivism uh, when I was a student. I was a philosophy minor, very curious about the world and what does it mean and what does anything mean. Kind of a very depressed college kid. I read Nietzsche, we read Habermas, we read Plato, we read every, each one got worse and worse and worse and, <laughs> and more malevolent. And then I started a, my lifelong journey as a student of objectivism that was more than 20, what, four, three years ago and um, enjoying every day of it. And you are a big part of it by being part of our uh, uh, philosophy posse. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you, Equal to Reality, um, with a very generous contribution. You are the ones who keep us here. We've got Razi in jolly old England. We've got Daniel in greater Europe, and we've got volunteers from all over the globe. So thanks for helping us keep this programming to you day after day after day. Share, like, do whatever you do. Hit us up in the super chat. Again, I can't emphasize it enough. Uh, every five pounds, every two pounds, every three pounds helps us keep all this original programming coming to you. And in fact, it doesn't stop just now. What's coming up in just a few moments, you're saying? Well, tonight at 10 p.m. UK, that is four hours from now. So do the math in your head. At 10 p.m. UK time, it's The Cutting Edge with Dr. Lee Pearson, with Bob Stubblefield and Steve Richens, along with special guest, Dr. Trent Fowler. Now these are all really smart guys. You might not know these names, but like I've known Lee Pearson for a number of years. He happens to be Shoshana Milgram's husband. He's a brilliant thinker in his own mind. If you're ever on Dr. Harry Binswanger's uh, weekly meeting of the minds. Lee is always in fine form there. Bob Stubblefield, I've known uh, tangentially for a number of years. These are really smart objectivists. Many of them either studied with Ayn Rand or part of her circle. So avail yourself of this. Avail yourself. It's coming up at 10 p.m. UK. It's free right here on the channel. Uh, and we're only able to do it because of you, your support. People in, protect, in, in particular like Shazbot. Shazbot with a super generous contribution, says the Back to the Future franchise has a good head versus heart theme throughout, in my opinion. For instance, Marty refused to race the taunting hothead and thus avoided a life-changing accident. It's a really good point. I, it's been many years since I thought about that, but it's a great uh, uh, example. And thank you so much for bringing it to our attention, reminding us of that. Certainly kind of a benevolent piece of 
uh, aesthetics and art there. Those are some wonderful, very memorable movies. So thanks for reminding us of that and, and for your contributions. You're such a, a great part of our philosophy of Pasi Shazbat. So thank you for that. And thank you, Mary Aline, the super generous contribution as well. You guys are thinking, I think with your head and your heart when you're supporting the Ayn Rand Center UK because we bring you this original programming every day inspired by Ayn Rand's objectivism. We're all students and we're learning together with some of the biggest names. Thank you for being part of what we're doing. As I said, keep it up. 10 p.m. UK time tonight. Lee Pearson and the gang. AI is very hot right now. In fact, I, I watched a stock yesterday get cut in half because they said that AI was going to be a threat to their bottom line. So, you know, an education company got annihilated yesterday. So AI is only going to grow. So get a philosophy, a philosopher's perspective on that. Think a bit about the big picture um with lee and his guests coming up in just a few hours thank you for being with me it's jonathan honig from capitalistpig.com wishing you best premises be well